and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we wrap up the highlights of this past weekend's rep round in the NRL and there's only one month to go before the 2022 Commonwealth Games kick off in Birmingham. So we chat what we're looking forward to. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Molly Silva and tonight... I'm not joined by any of my regular co-hosts, but I have a very special guest co-host sitting across from me. It is the one, the only, Nico Hines. Nico, thanks for coming on the show. You, you know what? In. You're more than welcome. <laughs> How do you think you're going to um, you know, compare to the other two now that you're the only one here? Do I really need to answer that? Seriously. Well, Kelly Silva would have to be the worst co-host I've seen. Oh, wow. George Moore, not bad. Okay, <laughs> those are fighting words. Uh, girls, look out because I'm going to kill it tonight and I'm going to kick you off your co-host job and I'm going to take over. Okay, there's... Okay. Well, thanks for having me. I'm Yeah. <laughs> Coming in absolutely firing. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, how was your week though? That's how we kick off all of our episodes. How was my week? My week was good. Just got back from Perth last night and then kicked off the new week. In going to the Mark Hughes Foundation, Benny for Brain Cancer, kick off that round and the big three trek that you're going on. Yes. I can't wait to see you end up in the bus again because you can't walk on the trek. Wow. See, you're, just, you're coming for everyone that has anything to do with this podcast and I expect nothing less. <laughs> um, so then you're supposed to ask me how my week was. Okay, Marley Silva, how was your week? My week was really good. Thanks for asking. It was big, lots of travel, did a few states in, yeah, like 48 hours, was at Perth uh, for the Second Origin game and the women's game on uh, Friday, which was unreal, we'll get into a little bit at, later on. Yes, we will. And now, yes, I'm on the eve of kick, kicking off 150Ks, walking back up to Newcastle like I did in the opposite direction in January, and I'm really nervous. Can like, you tell all the listeners oh what happened on your walk from Newcastle to Sydney? By the way, you do a tremendous job. Everyone does a tremendous job on that walk, 150K, for a really good cause, but there is a little bus that drives alongside yep. of you guys. Yep, for Why? the for the health and safety of the trekkers, and if something happens, if you faint or you're hurt or you just need to take a break. Okay, but if you're not hurt, you don't have anything wrong with you. Your health is fully fine. So that's when I call it a pussy bus and <laughs> Marley Silva ended up in the pussy bus because she couldn't handle the walk. Wow. So I hope, I really hope you've done some training this well, time, wh- Why do you think I'm doing it again? So okay. I, this time around, I will not be getting in for f- context, right? Like this is an overreaction. You break your toe, you break a leg, you're finishing that without I, getting I'll, in that bus. Yeah. If my legs are fully not w- working, I will be crawling on my hands to, to get to the end without getting in that bus. But I, just for the record, I was only on the bus for five Ks and it was on the last day and it was because I was in a lot of pain and I'd... Okay. Falling asleep, falling asleep. <laughs> and my dad basically put me in the car because I was crying and I was in all sorts. It's a real emotional journey. But daddy's not going to be there this time. No, he's so not. No, he's not. So 1K, 5K, 10K, you still get in the bus. <laughs> you think about what people go through that have these cancers. You need to get on the bus, not on the bus, walk yep. for them yep. and do them proud, please. Well, you've made me feel really bad now, so I'll definitely be doing that. Good. But really, honestly, it's a good cause. Everyone get around it. Look it up. Follow their walk. That's going to be a great thing. Yep, and get a beanie. All right, we don't have kills here tonight, but we've still got a little bit of feedback, so I guess it's okay for me to do the intro to that. Feedback feels with kills. That's what she does every week. And what Keely would usually say is, thanks for joining me on my segment. Um, I won't do it justice as, as Keely usually does. Um, she usually 
collects a lot more info than I do. But I do have one experience that happened to me on Friday night out in Canberra um, after the women's game. Obviously, the Blues girls were having a grand old time celebrating that win. And one of the players, Olivia Koenig, who also plays for the Chooks in the NRLW, actually came up to me, gave me a big hug and told me that she's a big fan of the show. So, I mean, we already were, but now we're even bigger fans of her. Yes, 100%. Which was really nice. Well done to you, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another interesting bit of feedback that we got in the DMs was... Actually, I Go think on. Olivia Koenig's a coastie, by the way. Oh. I'm 90% sure. If you're not, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it's Central Coast. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always want to um, claim people from the coast, especially when they play as well as she does. Yep. Uh, so... Sorry if that's – yeah, fact check us, Olivia, if that's wrong. Yeah. Um, the other bit of feedback I saw in the DMs was from a longtime fan of the show who always likes to contribute some stuff. Ryder Cat is his Instagram handle, and he just wrote to say that um, he just listened to last week's pod and he wanted to – Thank us. Um, oh, first of all, we wanted to say it was really great to hear Georgia Moore back in the conversation. We've missed her um, for a couple of weeks with all of her work commitments and just time zones and all that sort of stuff. And I have to agree, it was really nice to have her back and be able to have a pretty complex conversation with her. I think she's very good at being sort of level-headed and um, bringing in really good perspective. So what we talked about, Nico, if you didn't listen, was um, the swimming peak bodies decision last week Um that came out and basically banned trans women from competing at an international level. So really tough thing to talk about because at the end of the day, we're not part of that community and we can't really give a good opinion. Um, But Ryder just thanked us for the way that we spoke about it and I'm I'm happy to hear that he felt that it was a respectful chat because that's what we always want to achieve. So thanks so much, as always, for that feedback, Ryder. And I guess that's all from me. Do you have any good fan stories, Nico? Because I feel like you would get that sort of feedback for yourself all the time. Now you say, I've just had a, a text message from the great Toby Rudolph. Oh. And he's just told me how happy he is to hear me on this podcast and that they're OGs, Keely and George aren't on it tonight. And Toby, if you're listening, mate, thank you very much. I agree. I'm happy to yeah. be here. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you really like, this is a good p- petition to, to be a regular host here, but I think the girls might come for you now. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And of course, for all us footy fans, there was a lot to tune into uh, this week and some pretty special matches with the rep round. So it all kicked off with the women's game on Friday night. I was lucky enough to be there on the sideline and we saw the Blues win. They uh, got up 20 to 14. What did you think of about the game, Nico? Did you get to watch from camp? Yeah, we did, but... It kicked off Thursday night with the under-19s, boys and girls. Yes, you're right. And the Blues took that out too. Yes. Both, both games. Yeah. And there was actually a really good solo effort yes. from the fullback of the under-19s team. I'm really sorry I forget her name right now, but yeah. that trial was unbelievable. It was. So that deserves to be mentioned right now. And the boys took it out. Young Storm star Jonah Pezzett, mm-hmm. got me in the match, played really well. I had a bit to do with him over the past couple of years. He's a good young lad. Um, but the women's game, yeah, it was unreal. Yeah. It was a great game of footy and um, we actually in camp we done a little thing where we'd um, put in 50 bucks and then you'd pick a name out of the hat for the first try score and last oh, try score. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we got around that and the whole, the whole squad was there watching the game and you know, they'd done the state really, really proud and um, there was some couple quality performances I reckon we'll probably touch on soon. Yeah, 100%. And I think – did it feel like a – because I guess a f- few of us were sort of talking about the fact that both the 19s games won by the Blues, then the women's, did it feel like a 
good omen for you guys coming into Sunday. Yeah, I think it did. And, uh, well, wasn't much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had nothing really to lose. We just wanted to go out there and play and win, and the boys done that. Um, and, yeah, it was just great to see all the Blues teams that played on the weekend won. Yeah, 100%. And what was particularly special, I guess, uh, for anyone who's a fan of the women's game is that it was in a record-breaking crowd um, at Canberra. It was cold. It wasn't that cold. I was expecting it to be a lot worse, but uh, it meant that uh, 11,231 people showed up. And I think it's just going to keep growing. I think for me personally, um, it was it felt like a bit of a missed opportunity not to have it in Sydney this year because we've missed out on that with COVID and stuff the last couple of years. And if we all remember what a sellout the North Sydney game was a few years back it was unbelievable and it just feels like a little bit disappointing that a lot of those footy fans here didn't get to be a part of it but good to see that that record-breaking crowd was there you said there were some really good performances who were your standouts well just on the location of the game I wrote that down in my notes Mm. why Canberra Mm. Um, I didn't know there was a record-breaking crowd yeah so I didn't know what the crowd was numbers were at North Sydney and Sunny Coast and yeah two has been yeah yeah and somewhere wherever else it's been but so I questioned it and I was mm. like, why would you take it to the, one of the coldest places Yeah, where we don't really know a whole heap about Canberra if there's a big following in the girls' game. Yeah, um, We didn't know whether the quality was going to be there because of how cold it gets and dewy. But watching the game, I was like, man, the grass didn't even look that dewy. Like It looked yeah. like it was a pretty dry track. Yeah, was, it felt pretty dry down. Yeah, and it turned out to be a really quality game of footy. I think it could have been a missed opportunity, although it was a record crowd. But since the North Sydney game when it was sold out, the game's grown and grown mm. and grown. So if you put it at a stadium, let's say, for example, Shark, Shark Park, yeah. where it can fit 12,000, that mm. would have sold out easy, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. You know? and although it probably would only got a couple of thousand more than Canberra, but still Sydney would have been the, the choice for me yeah. or Queensland because you know how much it's growing and loving it. But mm. I guess we took it to Canberra mm-hmm. and it got a record crowd. Probably going to grow the game there too. I'm pretty sure Canberra have tried to get a. They've got their license for next year for the NRLW. So I guess that was a good thing. And like the curtain raiser for it was a couple of local women's teams um, that there was a decent crowd out for as well. So I think that that was cool for that showcase. And especially because, yeah, coming into next year, they're going to have a lot of local girls they can cheer on. But yeah, I have to agree there. It would be nice to to see even more. Yeah. And then to the standout performers, um, a couple to talk about. There's probably a lot to talk about. But my two. Easily, obviously, Isabel Kelly. Yeah. Another fellow Central Coast <laughs> girl um, doing us proud. Um, she had a fire out. That was uh, a quality game of football for her. And she's been doing that for years. But I reckon that's probably one of the best games I've seen her play. Mm-hmm. And to mention as well, you know, unfortunately, she lost her mother, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little bit back. And she had a name on her wrist. And obviously, she would have done that for her the other night. And, um, that's pretty special. you know, her mum would have been super proud of her. I know. Is he pretty personally? Like I grew up playing a bit of touch footy and that, and she was at the same carnivals and that. So just really cool to see her go so well and to do that for her mum and get him in the match as well. That's a pretty special feeling. I know yeah. she's super happy and the whole family would be. Um, yeah, so well done to Izzy. And Caitlin Johnston. Oh, far out. She is a weapon. And yeah. Corey too. Yes. She's representing us yeah. in our culture. So um, I think she was the captain of the girls all-stars team yeah. this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, did a little bit with the girls. They come to our train and whatnot. So um, got to say hello to her there. But, yeah, she was doing the mob very proud yeah. Friday night. And uh, she came on and changed the game. And she yeah. was just un- unreal. And she's got a, a massive future. So they were my two standout performers for New South Wales. Yours? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to kind of offer anyone else in that because those were the two. Well, the that- fullback? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's one of those things where you always expect something pretty yeah. incredible from Emma Tonegato because you know, Dalian winner, um, and I think also 
it, it was so weird. She's played for Australia before, but that was her debut for New South Wales yeah. uh, just because of the way. Rugby sevens, eh? Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. started in rugby league, played for the Gillaroos in a World Cup. Really? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know this until last week when I was just doing a bit of reading on her and then left rugby sevens, casually won an Olympic gold medal um, and now has come back. And and been in the grand final, won a Dallingham, and now yeah. won a Origin series. So what a big year! That's a massive year. And there was a lot of talk at the end of the NRLW season of whether you know we like rugby league as a sport was going to be able to hold on to her, or if the rugby sevens were going to you know try and steal her back. But she has re-signed with the Dragons, which I think all of us who are fans of the game are really excited about. And yeah, she she's always a superstar. Um, but Caitlin Johnston, like I, I feel like. In the stadium, that's what everyone, who everyone was talking about, because um, the way she came on and impacted the game. Um, I do have to say, I always really like watching Keely Davis. I think she's um, a, such a great hooker, and you know, I'm very biased, but I love Quincy Dodd. And, and when she came on and they um, combined as they do at the Dragons, there was a few really good moments. She had um, some good impact for the relatively short amount of time she was on there. But yeah, I loved every second of it. And I mean, it's not to say the Queensland girls weren't really impressive as well as they always are. Taryn Aitken um, did some pretty impressive stuff, but they just got outplayed and we weren't yeah. too mad about it. I think the New South Wales girls wanted it more and that's what happens in Origin. You yeah. want it more and there you go. And yeah, like you're saying, it's called a game of footy. Yeah. And that's it's good. Like it's really good to see. And yeah. Next year, were they doing two? Doing two games. And I wanted to ask what you thought about yeah. that because there's some suggestion that this will then be seen as game one in that series. Um, so it'll be counted as New South Wales being one up going into the first game in 2023, which right. feels really silly. Yeah, I think that's... Because it could be a completely different team. I mean, yeah. I highly doubt it'll be completely different, but there's going to be a lot of changes. Um, you know, it's even the fact that uh, what was also announced post-match, because I was quite interested as to why Corbin Baxter wasn't playing. She's pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there might be so many different things that can happen between now and, and next series and, and whatever. I just don't know if it's fair to count that into next year. And I just don't understand why they wouldn't have three games straight away. Yeah. Uh, I think it's oh, – I've got to be careful my words here, but it's just silly. Like yeah. why – what happens if so they go two next year? They don't count this one, mm. one or what happens? You just you need a winner. Yeah, like it's just the girls will not be satisfied if they go out. Two thousand and twenty three mm. is just a one all draw. Yeah, like what do they do? They do a one all draw, and then they'll go right. Oh, let's play a third then. Yeah, if they do that, then that would be all right. But it's just one or three. Like mm. it's just no other way. You yeah. can't just you can't do two games. No, it you just can't. It's just it's so much riding on it. You put so much hard work and effort. Yeah into these games of footy, you represent your state, you're representing your family, yourself, your teammates, you're just doing, you're putting so much hard work in and you mm. cannot end in a one or draw. Like no. it's just, you just can't do it. What would you think about having like game three as a curtain raiser for one of the men's games? No, you can't do that. You don't reckon? I just think, um, oh, it could be cool. That is like, I would love to see it. But for the girls playing it, they, they want their own brand. Yeah. You know, they want to have their own, game where the crowd's Stand going alone. just to watch them yep. like you know for the men's game they can't like people come and watch it but really i don't know if they're going to be watching it for that they're going to be sitting there sinking beers you know oh, when's the boys coming on you yeah, know yeah. like i think they need their own brand to keep growing the game and for them to run out to the stadium for them to be the sole reason everyone's coming to watch the game it's just perfect like that's yeah. what they need and um yeah you can't if you're going to put it at a before a men's, it would have to be the first or second. You couldn't do a decider yeah, before yeah, a men's yeah. game, you know. So for sure, yeah. If you're going to be doing the girls' state of origin, do it properly. Mm. You can't just do two. Do one. Keep doing one until the game gets even bigger and bigger and bigger, yep. or you do three. Yeah, 
I think it's pretty clear that the quality of footy's there. It's just about, I guess, the appetite for people to keep showing up. So people need to keep showing up to the girls' game, especially when we get to the NRLW again in just a couple of months' time. So after that, we had the Pacific Test. Um, For the first time in a few years, we had a game over in New Zealand and it was a sellout uh, in Auckland there. Pretty amazing to see so much emotion um, and all those Kiwi fans getting to get some rugby league back in their lives. Yeah, well, it was just all Tongan fans, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it, like, was, it hey. was just a sea of red flags, red jerseys, singing their songs. They are the, one of the most passionate, proudest people in rugby league, mm. for sure. And it's far out. It was so amazing to see. Like, I love I love seeing other cultures. Um, I love the Māori, I love the Kiwi, Tongan, Samoan, Fijian, Papua New Guinea. I just love seeing them all come together. They do their huckers, their war cries, their songs, and they're just so emotional. Yeah. Like It is honestly the best. Like For me, looking at them, I'm like, far out, I'd love that. Like, yeah. That's sort of what we've done in All-Stars camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to do that, they haven't done it for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, you see how much it meant when Brendan Smith was almost in tears. Like He's such an emotional, proud man. He loves where he comes from, Waiheke Island in New Zealand. Um, you know, and then Josh Schuster crying when he was singing, and I remember—I think I read an article saying he was doing it for his one of his best mates who tragically passed away. He was at Manly uh, as well. Oh yeah, and him and him, him and his best mate—they um, had a pack. They want to represent Samoa together, and mm. unfortunately, they couldn't do it together. But he got to do it and represent his best mate too now, yeah. which is unbelievable to see. And then yeah, it just they just put on a show. Yeah, like, for sure. It was such a perfect weekend for what's going on over the last couple of years in COVID. Like they yeah. got to represent their people, their culture, and they got to do it and they've done it so perfect. And New Zealand played the house down. Mm. Uh, even though it was a Tongan crowd yeah. playing in New Zealand, they, yeah. they put on a show, man. Yeah. They were unbelievable to watch. P&G, I really love seeing yeah. P&G win. Yeah, it's that so cool. Justin Olam killing it. He's an absolute weapon. I mean, yeah, it's just I wish like, – I know the NRL have canned it, mm. but like, I reckon it was there to stay. Yeah. It has to be. Like I know – it's unfortunate with some players picking, have to pick between you know, New South Wales and Queensland or their, their country. Yeah. But, like, man, <laughs> you see the weekend. Yeah. Like it just, I just don't know how they have, they need to bring test matches back. For I sure. I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. You know? Scheduling and stuff obviously makes it pretty difficult. But yeah. I think what was, um, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like the emotion uh, that comes when you're representing your culture and your family like that for anyone who gets to do it is so amazing. But it's also, um, it means so much to the crowds, like you said. You know, yeah. you think of a, a tiny country like Papua New Guinea where rugby league is the national sport. It's the only country on earth where yeah. that's the national sport. And the way, like I saw uh, footage from some, you know, people watching it in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. And it's going nice. And they're, like, they're look, literally looking at a little screen like the laptop to yeah. like sit there. There's thousands of them sitting there watching it, just yeah. cheering, cheering. Like, it's just unbelievable. It's so special and I think, yeah, it would be a massive loss um, to not utilise that, as you're saying. You know, thinking about the actual game that we saw on the field um, across that day, what country are you looking forward to seeing compete at the World Cup at the end of the year? You feel like the Kiwis are going to be really strong? Yeah, they've got a great spine. Mm. Um, Joey Manu's performance. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. He's been playing centre for his club all his career and now he's played fullback in that yeah. game. Man, that doesn't scream how much playing for his country means for him. Yeah. Like, I don't know what does. Mm. 400 metres he ran. I think it's a, that's a, a record, yeah. yeah like, like, it's just unbelievable. Like, Tom yeah. Tavovich did that in under-20s. This is playing <laughs> against the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're going to be a scary sight to see in, in the World Cup. I think this weekend has just set up what's going to be one of the best World Cups we'll see. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And then you've got the likes 
you know, of Daniel Tupo, um, you know, whether what Dunes does, what Jerome Luai and Steph Crichton do, Brian Toto, what they all do, Papa Lee from the Queensland yeah. team. Like, you know, if they all go back and play for their respective countries, yeah. like this could be a scary World Cup. Yeah. Like Samoans, like they've got yeah. heaps of the boys in the origin. Yeah. Um, Tonga have still got a couple to go back. You know, Sivitalikai as well if yeah. he goes there, you know, and then – but, like, it's crazy. Like, I reckon Tonga didn't play their best on, uh, when was it, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. They're still going to be a scary sight to see. That's so good, um, It was just really cool to see PNG win, but Fiji have still got a couple to come back, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be nuts. Am I correct in saying that you, it's, like, based on calendar year, so you can play for, say, Tonga this year, um, but then you can pledge your allegiance back to Australia the, the year after. I think I was reading something like um, that. I'm not too sure the rules. I'm pretty sure if they're a second-tier nation. You so, can. like, the, the first tier, I think, is what, Australia, New Zealand, England. Yeah. So you can't um, play for Australia and New Zealand, but you could play for Australia and Tonga. Yeah. So say if, like, one of the boys are Kiwi mm-hmm. and and Aussie and they can play um, – I think it's Caelan Ponga. I think he's Kiwi. Yeah. But he pledges allegiance to – Australia. Australia, so that's why he plays Origin Australia. But mm. say if he's um, Tongan Australian, mm. because I think Tonga aren't in the top tier of the, the nation of the what they class. Yeah, um, you can pick and choose. Mm. So I think maybe if Tonga hop into the top tier after this year, after they this year, well which could. they possibly really yeah. could, I don't know whether they can play both. Yeah, so that will be oh. interesting. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know if you're. Australian and you grew up or you're Tongan, you grew up in Australia your whole life and you want to still represent your state and you, then you can – I reckon you should be able to choose. Yeah. Like, and you shouldn't be torn between choosing where you're from. Yeah. You know, like you represent both. Like, Yeah. I think it's like the sometimes people misunderstand like the difference between like your nationality or like what yeah. country you grew up in and what your cultural heritage is. Yeah. Um, anyone who's like, yeah – lives in a place where their family's not from or their, their culture is different to the dominant culture in the country would understand that. Like yeah. even you saying like, it, of course you would be so honoured to play for Australia. It just so happens that your culture also is from the same country. Yeah. Um, but it's a different feeling when you are representing at, at the All-Stars. That's right. And it's such a, such a grey area. Yeah. But like I'm all for players wanting to represent yeah. their, their home, their motherland. Like mm. you know, Daniel Tubo, for example, playing for New South Wales, more than likely will go play for Tonga and that's perfectly fine. Like yeah. if he wants to go represent his family, go do it. And it, then if you want to represent represent your state as well, like that's fine. Like yeah. you can't let someone miss out on representing their their from where they're from, their culture. You just yeah. can't. And like everyone has all of our identities are not just one thing. Like so yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Well, moving on from those incredible matches, we then get to Sunday. Uh you were right in the midst of it. Uh first of all, how was uh, origin camp leading up to, to that game. Yeah, it was really good. We got to go over the Perth early. We got there on Monday. Uh, flew business class for my first time hey. ever and I absolutely frothed it. <laughs> I do not ever want to go back. <laughs> exactly. To, uh, man, very, I'm going to be forever grateful of that trip because yep. flying business class was unbelievable. I'm not going to get to do it very often. But <laughs> I lapped it up and loved it. But, um, yeah, we went to Scarborough and we were there for the first half of the week and it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. A bit slow for me, not much doing. You know, I like to people watch a little bit. Yeah. Um, but beautiful beach. Got to do some recovery in the beach every day. Um, train the boys trained extremely hard. Um, yeah, they knew that they, were, they had to train extremely hard and we had to just have the desire and want this week and the boys done that and it was a really good week of training. Um, the competitiveness of training was unbelievable. 
um, bonded really well. The boys um, all hung out, had a good time, played plenty of cards. Um, yeah, it was just connected really well. And then it showed on mm. Sunday night how, how good it was. And I was 18th man again and sat on the bench <laughs> and provided the energy from the bench. But, nice. Um, no, I'm just grateful to be there around the boys, around the best players in the game and just looking forward to um, the third Origin Camp or well, the third game in Brisbane, whether I'm there or not. And I'm still looking forward to the boys, um, you know, take it out hopefully. Yeah, well, it was certainly amazing to watch in the crowd as well. Um, you spoke about like the slowness of Perth, but how yeah. do you think that, you know, it goes having a game over there? Like I felt when we are in the in the um, stadium, there was like a lot of people who'd flown over yeah. <laughs> from the East Coast to come and watch this game and maybe not so much um, people from Western Australia. But do you think that there were, were some of those AFL diehards who might have been um, tempted to, to watch? Yeah, you'd, you'd, that'd have to be, you know. Yeah. This is the pinnacle of Australian sport, mm. really, the Origin Series. Yeah. Um, and I know for a fact, like, say, uh, a really important AFL game came to Sydney or yeah. um, whatever, you know, you'd, you'd want to take note, like, mm. want to know what the fuss is about. Yeah. Uh, if there was an Origin AFL series yeah. and they come to Sydney or they went to Queensland or something, I know the leagueies would be like, all right, let's see what the fuss is about. Yeah. So they would have to have a bit of a, you know, oh, yeah, I want to see what this is all about. Yeah. And I, I reckon at least 10% there would have been yeah. AFL diehards who want to see what the fuss is about. Um, when I was talking to a couple of boys during the week when we were walking, so our hotel was – 500 metres away from the surf club where we'd do our dinners and breakfast and, um, you know, just get prepared for the day. And we'd, as we'd walk over, um, we'd have people, like, stop us for photos and, you know, and, yeah, like, go to the Blues or some Derek's would say up the Maroons. <laughs> um, so there was a pretty good vibe, like, yeah. and I said to the boys, like, do you reckon these guys, uh, people who flew over mm. or they're genuine footy fans mm. or they're just getting around it? Um, and we didn't really know, like, you could probably tell some who had, you know, their colours on. Mm. Whether that's New South Wales Maroons or you know, Sharks gear or something like that, that yeah. would probably did fly over. Yeah, and we spoke to a few that did fly over, but I reckon there was a fair few that um, that were there and they were pretty eager and keen on to see what the fuck origins about. But there is a lot of Kiwis who live yeah. in um, in Perth too. Yeah. So, and when I seen after the game, there was a lot of Kiwis yeah, out yeah. about you know loving it, which is really cool. But um, yeah, I dare say there would have been a fair few that did watch it from the AFL contingent, but. Yeah. I don't know whether whether there would be a league, a league team that would survive there or not. Um, well, it's failed before. They might have yeah. to join with like North Sydney Bears. I know that's a lot of chat around mm. that, but it would be cool to see it grow na- nationally more. Yeah. Like it's only in what the East Coast, yeah, Queensland, New South Wales, ACT, and Melbourne. Yeah. So it would be cool to get one over in Perth to see how we would go matching up with the AFL. Over yeah, there. I think it would be a tough slog. It would be a tough slog for the first couple of years, but if you're going to do it, you have to go all in, <laughs> and you have to do it right. Yeah. You, know, you need the right people to go over there who actually care and really want it to succeed. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't need money hungry people going over there just to give it a crack and try to get some money out of it. You yeah, need people sure. who actually want to make rugby league survive over there mm. to make it work. And I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, for sure. Because it's dolphins coming in, it's only seventeen, you need eighteen. Yeah. You can't have a buy. Like, yeah, that's gonna weird. be annoying. So we'll see how we go. I wonder if uh friend of the show, Kurt DeLewis, would go back to the, the home country if they had Ooh, a, a maybe. team. Yeah. yeah. If he gets a, a regular spot in the 17, which yeah. I reckon he deserves to be in a regular spot in the 17 in the NRL, then yeah. I reckon he could be a big champ. Okay. <laughs> we might have Kurt as a... Kurt, uh, I reckon I've just signed you up for <laughs> the Perth team, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, just finally on the men's game, you know, did you have any standout moments or like you're playing, as you said, with, with some of the best players in the country, um, you know, 
from from working with them and, and seeing them out there on Sunday night? Um, oh, yeah. Like I, it's hard to say because from the day one I've been in Origin Camp last year, like I've learned a hell of a lot. Like yeah. my answer has been the same. When I talk to everyone, I learn heaps, the professionalism. You learn how to be an Origin player. But yeah, I don't really want to single anyone out in particular. Like I'm learning off them all. Like just sitting back and watching, I'm just going, wow, this is how they go about yeah. their business every day. So I'm trying to implement that in my day-to-day life and uh, go back to the Sharks and try to be the best player I can be. Um, you got the obvious ones like Teddy and, and Nathan Cleary. Like I didn't get to be in camp last year with Nathan because he was injured that camp, mm-hmm. but seeing the way he goes, it's just unbelievable. And I'll probably I'll f- chat about him a bit more later on my yeah. MVP. Aye. So there's a little hint of my MVP for the week probably. But um, I just want to give a shout-out to Super Talakai. Yeah. Man, like he has come from so far in his life at the moment. Like mm-hmm. he debuted when he was very young at South. Mm. And then um, he had a bit of an attitude problem and he's – the first to admit that mm-hmm. and then he uh, got let go by Saus and he wasn't really enjoying footy as much I don't think anymore and then he went down a, a path where um, he wasn't playing much footy getting into a little bit of trouble just working I think it was a garbo wow and then I think he wanted to give it one more crack went to Newtown Jets and then worked his way into the shark system and hearing him talk about that and being so open about his story is just such an inspiration for people mm. um so I think like to see him go from south to nowhere to Newtown to finally get a crack at Sharks and to see him transition from a good rugby league player to now going to be a great rugby league player. And you know, I didn't know what to think of Sifo before I come to the club, you know, whether he's going to work hard, I don't know whether he still has attitude problems, but he's worked extremely hard this year and he's, you can just see the want and he's starting to talk up more in meetings and like he's doing his family so proud and yeah, I'm just so proud of him. Like his story is such an inspiration, like I said. And if you, you're out there and you're not knowing what to do with your life and you're going through a bit of hard times, like just look at Sifa's story. Like he's played State of Origin now. It's the pinnacle of our sport. Like he would never have thought two years ago he'd be playing State of Origin. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to have a look up, look up Sifa's story, follow in his footsteps because he's a great person, real family man, and I'm really proud of you, Sif. Oh, I did not know any of that. And like yeah. that is truly like, that's what is my favourite thing about sport is that it can provide people with those sorts of opportunities. So, so good to have someone with this insider knowledge on, on the go, other Keely side. And George, you can't bring that. <laughs> and the other thing we wanted to talk about on Around the Grounds this week is the fact that we are only a month out from this year's Commonwealth Games. It kicks off on the 28th of July. A month? That's yeah. quick, eh? I know, it's so quickly. Olympics was two, two weeks ago. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? sleep and you wake up and come off games. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it all kicks off on the 28th of July in Birmingham in the UK. It will see 72 nations and territories come together and compete. There will be 190 Aussie athletes um, and some of the sports include kind of your standard swimming, athletics, um, badminton, three-by-three basketball, um, which is interesting. Beach volleyball, this is only the second time we've had beach volleyball in the Commonwealth Games. Um, boxing, hockey, netball, uh, rugby sevens, all that sort of stuff. And for the first time, women's uh, T20 cricket is going to be a part of it, which is quite interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah, there'll be 11 days of sport. Um, some of the really cool stuff that's uh, going on this time r- around is unlike uh, the Olympics where you have the Olympics and then you have the Paralympics um, directly after it, the para-athletes who will be competing in the Com Games will actually compete compete basically at the same time as the able-bodied athlete. So if you're going to watch a, uh, a basketball game at these com games, you will also 
be able to access and watch the wheelchair basketball that's happening um, just before it. So I think it's awesome for that sort of level of inclusion. And I think, um, like you said, the Olympics felt like two seconds ago and, um, uh, the way that we as a country got around that, I mean, partly because most of us were in lockdown and we had nothing else to do and we just really focused on the games. Um, but it feels so good that a lot of these athletes that we usually only hear from or, or hear their stories every four years now are getting two years in a row. So I wanted to to start by asking which of those athletes or what sports did you get around last year in Tokyo um, that you look forward to seeing again this time around? Yeah, well, first of all, mm. that Paralympic stuff, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah. I think it's really important they get to compete with you know, the rest of the able-bodied people. Mm. Um, you know, like they usually start when they yeah. the rest finish yeah. and then, you know, you sort of watch 11 days of non-stop sport and then it comes to then you're kind of sort of like, oh, I'm overwatching sport, you know, but now they get to compete at the same time. Um, so if you're going, I encourage you to get around it. Go give them support. You know, they're going to be so pumped that they're competing at the same time that probably – you know, with people they've looked up to their whole life mm. or, or still look up to. So get around it, give them a big crowd, you know, cheer for us Aussies. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and you know, something I, I like watching the swimming. Our swimmers done us really proud last year. Um, Titmus, Ariane Titmus. Yes. I'm pretty sure. And then I think a couple of the McEwen girls, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Like they killed it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really good to see them go around. Hopefully they can bring home some golds again. Yeah. One thing I really enjoyed about – Last the Olympics last year was our basketball team. Mm. Pretty sure they got bronze. Yes, they did. And to see Patty Mills, how emotional he got yeah. when he got that bronze medal. It, looked, it seriously looked like he's won an NBA championship. Yeah. Like. And, you know, a lot of NBA players or, you know, they, their pinnacle is the NBA mm. winning a championship and not many of them do go to the Olympics. You know, so like few do. And to see Patty Mills really commit to come in and play for Australia, um, that's massive. And yeah. Are they playing or is it just three side? Um, I, I'm not 100% sure. It was a bit confusing on the website, to be honest, because it says uh, that five-a-side has been included before, but this will be the first time that this is three-by-three. Three. So I don't know if it's just going to be that yeah, modification. Right. If it was the five, then I would love to see the, the, the boomers, boomers yeah. go and get gold. Yeah. That would be hectic. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's three-a-side, I'm still chanting for the, the boys' basketball team. Um. Yeah, I, I like watching it all. Like, yeah. I'm not too fussed. Whether it's on the TV screen, I'll watch mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll cheer for any Aussie. But swimming, I love swimming. Same. A little story on swimming. Mm. Last week in camp, it was after our, one of our last training sessions, we had did a, a swimming um, – There's a, we trained at the school and there's a swimming pool, so we done a recovery session there. Usually we go to the beach, but this day we went to the pool. And our head trainer was like, righto, boys, jersey number 18 to 22, the ones who aren't playing pretty much. We usually do this as a tradition. You're gonna do a race, <laughs> and I was like, "Boy, this is my time to shine." <laughs> I'd back myself. Not a bad swimmer, um, and I was like, "Let's do it." So it was Jordan McLean, Victor Radley, myself, Clint Gutherson, and then Joseph Sawali got too scared. He didn't want to swim. Oh, uh, he probably would have drowned. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we did a freestyle. It was only 25 meter pool. I'm usually a 50 meter, a bit more stamina than the bigger boys, but I reckon I won. They yeah. reckon it was a three-way tie. What? They had a camera there. I reckon I hit the the wall first. Um, big Jordan McLean and Victor were claiming it, but I'm backing myself with the heels, so unlucky boys. Um, <laughs> so that just shows how much I love my swimming and I'm rooting for the swimmers. Surely, like, you would be the most built like a swimmer, like taller than Tall, those skinny, boys. Yeah. Shit rig. swimmers are shredded um i have to agree swimming's my favorite it's always been one of my favorite sports it was fun swimming sorry for me it's the only sport i was ever naturally good at growing up really yes and i used to 
always win in the backstroke and go to. It's very uncommon for black fellas to be really good at swimming. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And yeah. Do you know who's actually a freak swimmer? Who? Jesse Ramian. Really? Colonel Sharks. There you go. He was He's like quite a, broad up top. Yeah, that makes sense. He yeah. He has the longest arms and the most broadest arms, strongest yeah. guy ever. Yeah. And he was like a champion growing up yeah. through the ranks. Well, I loved swimming. And yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. I'm, I'm really excited about the swimmers. We have some absolute freaks who have just been killing it in the world champs that have been in Budapest. Um, so I think we'll, as always, clean up in the pool. I'm all Simpson swimming? Well, I think he is in the dolphin he side, got in. but I don't know if he got booted because there was all that drama with him Pretty and sure Kyle Chalmers. You see him on the phone, and he was like, "Yeah, I know," but I haven't heard anything about him competing. You can't you cannot ring him and tell him he's in the squad? Yeah, get him all emotional on live TV, which is beautiful. I which love is that yeah, idea. it's amazing. It was such cool scenes to see. Like yeah. everyone would have frothed that, yeah, and then kick him out. Like I don't care, you make space. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I just I just haven't heard anything about him at Budapest, so I don't know if maybe. Um, can't yeah. crush someone's dreams like that. I know. You just can't. Also, like, love the little swimming couple that's yeah. emerged, him and Emma McKeon. Like, just love yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but away from the pool, I'm really excited to see Rowan Browning uh, race. If you guys would remember, um, he was the sprinter who got to the semis, um, the first Aussie to compete in a 100-metre sprint and at the semi-level in Tokyo last year in a really long time. And I think, like, it, he proved that he's he's got, you know, the, the gumption to sort of be there. So it would be nice to see him get another crack and even try and get to the final, which would be pretty that cool. Would be great. And Peter Boll, um, who did the 800 metres um, and was in the final there and was like in pretty good contention. Oh, yes. I think I remember now. Um, and you, you would remember the footage of his family back in – he's from Perth yep. and his family were going nuts and he unfortunately didn't get a place in the final, but I think he's someone to, to watch out for as well. Is surfing in this one? No, it's not. No, uh, otherwise I'd feel confident about us there too. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anywhere to surf in Birmingham <laughs> in the UK, but I didn't yeah, I was there. There we yeah. go. Wave pool. Um, so I want to ask you: Would it be swimming if I was to say what sport would you compete in if you could be in a Com Games? If I could be athlete, the tomorrow. best, the best in the world at the, my choice of sport, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Swim, like run the hundred meter sprint, like Usain Bolt. Oh yeah, free. You know, known for everything, yeah. and he's a bloody lovely character. Like everyone gets around him, and everyone froths him. So I don't know whether being the the best hundred meter sprinter or the best freestyle ever. Yeah, I don't know what would. I don't what know. Do yeah, get around more. You know, I feel like sprinters are cooler. Yeah, I feel like they get the Nike deals. Like they're the ones who are yeah. sort of. Um, remembered as the fast, you're, like, you're, you're the fastest, fastest man, man alive. alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then Josh Adekar gets the fastest man on the planet. Yeah. In so maybe, yeah, maybe the hundred meters. Yeah, because like be think sick. about comparatively, it's like Usain Bolt versus Michael Phelps. Like, who do we look? Well, I mean, we look at both of them with admiration, but just I don't know. Everyone's Usain's way cooler. Usain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's just because he's just a different character, and yeah. What well, also everyone loves to see what he does. You know? Yeah. Fair but enough. Back in my day. Mm. High jump was a thing. Mm. I didn't. I didn't go too bad at high jump. Nice. I don't know how because like, I don't know. I'm not really like that springy. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I done a ride at it back in the day, and um, maybe I could give that another try. Yeah. Another crack. Fair enough. High jumper. <laughs> there you go. Um, and finally, if you were to add, able to add a sport to the Ooh. Com Games um, lineup, Com Games or just Olympics Com Games. Com Games. Uh, That's currently not there. I to be honest. I don't really know what is exactly there. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the standard stuff, like I have the whole list here in front of me, but like we've got badminton, basketball, beach volleyball, bowls, boxing, cycling, gymnastics, hockey, netball. You know, actually, spike ball. Spike ball? Yes. What's that? Oh, you're kidding. 
I might not. Do no, I just so we need to grow up and have a look. What is it? So there's like a little net. Oh yes, 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 yes. Everyone no. plays in the summer at the yeah, beach it's sick. and yeah, that. Yeah. You know, you have to have a partner and you have to, you know, yeah, throw it up each other and spike it onto the thing. That's what I put in. That would be it so is cool. It's such yeah, a yeah, game. yeah. Do you have one of those set up? We need to get one of those. Uh, I do back in my family house in Yamana. Yamana Reppin. How many times? How many Central Coast drops have we had in this episode already? Well, do you want to name actually every? Central Coast person that's killing it right now because there's so many and I'll be here for I'm not, I, I'm not, a, you know, against it. I'm just you're saying it. it's wow. been it's been a lot. But anyway, go you're on. proud of where you're from. Anyway, yeah, no. Spike Ball, yeah. It's yeah. hectic. Okay. I think I've seen a few, like, um, viral videos of that stuff and it looks you're a, really good. If you're cool. a listener, how about this? Next week, <laughs> you better send in your recommendations, what you think should be in the Commonwealth Games added. And if you reckon Spike Ball, you have to put in Spike Ball, love you, Nico. Oh, God. There we go. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy or impressed us in some way, shape, or form. So, Nicholas, who's your MVP? Molly. Yes. Okay. My MVP has to go to the great Nathan Cleary. Nice. Now, there's, got, there's a few reasons why. And. People listen. Some of the footy boys. If you ever listen, if the footy boys listen to this, they're going to be like, "Nico, get off your knees, you know, <laughs> stop sucking up to him." But you know, I'd, I didn't know Nathan a whole a great deal before mm. going into camp. And I, when you see him out and about, you know, you say hello. No, I've known him like mutually for a long time, but I've never got to sit down and have a conversation with him and get to know Nathan clearly as a person. I know him as a footy player, um, but he's such an impressive guy. And Origin One, he took that. On himself, mm-hmm. you know the loss. I seen him in the dressing room after the game. We had a little chat, and he was heartbroken. And to see the way he bounced back, and then go out in Origin two and absolutely demolish it. He scored two tries, set up to kick six from six, whatever he did. Like that just shows of what a superstar he is. And um, he's younger than me, mm. and you know I can openly sit here and say that you know I look to him as someone who I, I like to to watch play footy, and mm. you know he's killing it at the moment I want to try and take a few things out of his game put into my game and try and get better and I'm happy to openly admit that I don't mm. care like some people might have an ego and won't admit that someone younger than him or someone in the same position as them is going great and want to mould their game or something but I don't give a shit I reckon he's a great player and he's a great guy and just to, to bounce back and he's 24 like I even spoke to Joey Johnstay at the Mark Hughes Foundation thing and he was just like man at 24 he shouldn't be doing that stuff you know mm. it takes still about 28 to really find your straps and dominate a game of football like that. And he done it. And, yeah, congratulations to him. And I, I hope he does it again um, in the, the third game. And we play them, I think, after the third game. So don't do it against us, Nathan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and just how professional he is. And he just does everything down to a T. Um, yeah, to, to be up and close and personal and see that and the hard work he puts in to, for that performance that people don't see. People only see the 80-minute performance. Mm. So that's why he's my MVP. Wow, that's a pretty good MVP. And, like, people could say, like, Joe can say you're sucking up or whatever, but I think, like, it's pretty cool to not have an ego and, and be able to yeah. admire someone for what they do. you got to so. respect when you see something yeah. so great. Like, yeah. You know, that's just what you got to do. And to get great, you got to respect great, and I'll strive to be great myself, and I've got to try and get to the same level as him, then I've got to work extremely hard and, and respect that. Ah, oh, well, I like that. That's really cool. Um, my MVP it could have been seeing Sam Kerr in the flesh in Perth out the front of a pub. I did fangirl quite a bit. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, no one else around me recognised her to begin with. And I was like, 
sorry. And actually some of your mates that I was with from, from the coast, there's another one, were like, who's Sam Kerr? And I was like, stop. I'm going to stop you right there and then. She is the, you know, the greatest female soccer player I think ever to ever live and she's amazing and I love her. Uh, Kelly Silver? Who played one season of reps <laughs> at Southo. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool to see her in, in real life and I, I did not have the balls to ask her for a selfie, but that's Why? okay. Because I don't do that. Why? That's a Keely Silver thing. She's good at that. If she'd been there, we would definitely have a selfie with Sam Kerr. Why? Why? What, does that bruise your ego? What? No, no, no. If you I look just, up to her, no, why, why not? Because I just feel weird. I hate I'm going to challenge you from now on. If you <laughs> have someone you look up to as a role model, you need to get out of your comfort zone and just do it. You only live once. Yeah, no, but I don't know. I get real... I mean, you know, I'm a little bit socially awkward. So yeah, but uh, get out of your comfort zone, just do it. Okay, well, that's in mind. Um, but in, on a serious note, um, today at the launch of the Beanies for Brain Cancer round, there was a woman, her name's Jamie, she's doing the 150K walk with me. And when I did this at the beginning of the year for the McGrath Foundation, you know, there were so many people who were doing it with me who'd been personally touched by breast cancer. And that was something that really motivated me when I was feeling, you know, sore and like you want to just quit and whatever um, to keep going. And it's always really emotional when you hear those stories. And um, yeah, th- this woman who lost her husband to brain cancer last year, a month before their baby was born, which just like kills me. Heartbreaking. And, and a week before he turned 34. Like it is a disease that kills really young people, um, which is heartbreaking and, and, you know, why I want to do this and, and raise some money. Um, but to, to see someone like that stand up there and share that story so bravely, like I am blown away by the strength of, you know, human beings, like the average person who maybe like we don't hear about very often, who can just get up and keep moving forward when something so hideous like that happens. So I'm always inspired by those sorts of people. And as much as I am a little bit terrified for beginning tomorrow's walk, I know that like, as she said today, it's nothing in comparison to what people um, with this yeah pretty awful disease go through. Yeah. And that would motivate you a hell of a lot to go Mm. there and just kick ass tomorrow, get through the three days, like... I heard that today as well, and I was just like sitting there, just going, "Wow!" Like, yeah. she's so strong to be standing up there yeah. right now and telling her story. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, it's just, I just so heartbreaking to know that these things happen to people, yeah. and I guess that's why this foundation started. You know, everyone's gone on this walk for that reason. So, yeah, if you can get around it, try get around it. Buy the beanies. All this money's going to great causes. We're trying to beat brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a cure. Whatever we can to do to stop this happening. Um, that's a good MVP, Miley Silver. Thank you. So you need to go smash this walk, <laughs> get out of the pussy bus, <laughs> and think about all these people who need you to do it. Yeah. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which what is, it? is our ones to watch. So this is where you recommend something that we should be keeping an eye out for. Is it a new Netflix show that you're really into? Is it a sporting game that's coming up? What what should we be watching out for? Can you go first? Uh Yep, I wanted a little bit more exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, it would just be like – getting around the beanies for brain cancer round um, all weekend at every game. You guys will be running out with beanies on or yep. the like um, when you play on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out. And there's going to be so many amazing stories. I mean, we also got to hear from Mark Hughes himself today. Pretty inspirational man. Um, get around it, read up on it and uh, show your support. Okay, i got two. Nice. First one, uh, Disney Plus, mm. a movie uh, come out on a basketball player. I think Giannis 
Giannis. Giannis Attic. Yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah. The, from the Bucks. Yes, yeah, so Greek. the Greeks. Yes, yeah. Uh, their little family story come out on oh. um, on Disney Plus. It's called Rise. Nice. And it was yeah, it was really good. Like it just it showed what their parents had to do to get the kids where they are. Um, you know, they were immigrants and they went to Greek, you know, Greece, mm-hmm. and then they tried to become um, what's it called. Citizens, citizens for <laughs> so long, and it just it just wasn't happening for them. But they got to stay there. Very luckily, they had to fight for every little inch of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the, the the three or there's four boys. I think three of them ended up making an NBA. Um, so yeah, I suggest having a look at that that movie. Cool. Um, puts in perspective on you know how challenging life can be sometimes, and you can still make it. Yeah. Second one is three p.m. Saturday afternoon. Mm. My Cronulla Sharks take on your Canterbury Bulldogs. Yep. So this is a big, big moment yeah. in our lives, Marley Silva. Yeah. You're, you go for him. Keely goes for him. Your roommate goes roommate, for him. best mate, Wee Man. Shout out to Wee Man. He goes for the doggies. <laughs> so this is a massive moment this week. Yeah. And you want to get around at 3 p.m. Combank Stadium. If not, curl up, watch it on TV because mm-hmm. I'm trying to have bragging, route, bragging rights <laughs> on Marley Silva and the crew. And, yes, get around us up, no, up Cronulla. I'm going to be at the game. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in, in a box. Oh, yeah, uh, really? yep, not not being able to walk very well. But I feel like I'm going to be a winner either way because if the dogs win, I'm going to be very happy. If you win, well, I'm happy for you. So I'm not too worried. Don't act like you're nice on air because you're not. Yeah, well, I have to be a little <laughs> bit polite to, to the public. But, yeah, good recommendation. And I'm I'm going to check out that um, that doco about Giannis. That sounds hectic. Oh, it's a movie. It's not a doco. It's not a doco. It's like a biopic, so like acting. Yeah, so there's acting oh. in that, yeah. Oh, cool. Actual movie. Okay. We'll definitely get around it. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this, Nico. I think you did a pretty good job. You are so welcome. I think that um, it's actually going to be hard for the girls to come back. I think it will be too. Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it to the public, see what they think. Um, Chuck up a poll. (laughs) Chuck up a poll on Instagram story and say, would you want Nico to be your forever host or bring the girls back? Uh, If you guys say bring the girls back, I swear to God. Yeah. (laughs) It's the end of me. Uh, Well... I'll leave it to them well, I, and I'll stay out of that fight. But um, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, well done. We always love when, you know, people are committed to the show. If you're enjoying it, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and give us a five-star rating if you're really into it. Our DMs on Instagram are always open. We do genuinely want to hear your feedback, what you want to hear in the coming weeks. Uh, you can check us out at Chicks and Balls Pod on Insta, at Chicks and balls pod on TikTok and at chicks and balls. No pod. Yeah, I know. We haven't made a TikTok in a long time, to be honest, but there's some stuff on there. Um, and at chicks and balls, no pod on Twitter. So I'll put Literally, that. balls are part of the chicks and balls this time. Yep. <laughs> what a note to end it on. <laughs> I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.